Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 143 of Be With Me. I'm going to title today, Force of Faith. That is the force of Paul's faith. We're with Paul. He's been detained. He's was uh, finished the third missionary journey just 12 days ago, gets arrested, gets uh, sent up the chain of legal authority, from Jerusalem, physically, there's a plot against his life, so he's protected by 200, four, 270, 470 soldiers, excuse me, and he's sent up to Caesarea. So that's where we find him today. This is Acts chapter 24, verse 1, he finally gets his trial. And after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and a spokesman, one Tertullus, they laid before the governor their case of Paul. And when they had, when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, that is Paul, saying, since through you, so now he's going to give three verses of just pure lying flattery uh, to Felix. And he says, since through you we enjoy peace, apparently that was not true, and since by your foresight most excellent Felix Reforms are being made for this nation in every way and everywhere. We accept this with all gratitude. That's not true. All the Jews hated him. But to detain you no further, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly. We have found this man, Paul, a plague. One who, then he's going to make three accusations. One, stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world. Number two, and is ringleader of the sect of the Nazareans. That one's kind of true. And three, he tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you'll be able to find out from him about everything which we accuse him. The Jews also joined the charge, affirming that all these things were so. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify it is not more than 12 days since I went up to the worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, neither either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess, this is his force of faith here. I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers. Believe in everything laid down by the law and written by the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. Okay, so let me stop here. Paul finally gets a trial here. That's my first point. Second point is flattery must get you somewhere because this this uh, spokesman, this advocate, probably a lawyer guy that's with him, Tertullus, does nothing but flatter the the you know kind of nasty Felix. Uh, number three, the accusation against Paul. Two of them are totally not true. The one one is that he stirred up riots, and as you remember, that wherever he went, he did have some riots happen. But he was not the stirrer upper. It was the, this professional rabble guys, and they even traveled from city to city. In fact, the people who most recently were in Jerusalem, and there was a riot, uh, but they weren't even from Jerusalem. They were from uh, Ephesus. The second thing they accuse him of is that he is a, a ringleader, and 
that's true only to the extent that Jesus is the real ringleader of this group of people, this new family of God, and that the Holy Spirit is the, you know, the unspoken, uh, the hidden star of the show. Then the, the third thing they accuse him of is, is profaning the temple, which is just unbelievable. Now, I understand why it's a misinterpretation, because Paul did welcome the Gentiles. He did eat with the Gentiles. He did socialize with them, and he did travel with them. So it probably was confusing. All right, my fourth uh, point today is that it's only been 12 days since the third missionary journey ended in Jerusalem. In other words, he just kind of lands in Jerusalem, uh, which is not a port town, so he had to land uh, nearby and then walk to Jerusalem. Uh, But he's only been there a number of days before this all hits the fan, and he is rearrested and and taken to Caesarea and starting to go up the the chain of of, uh, uh, authority command. All right, the fun parts about this is Paul loves the Old Testament. I just loves the, I love this. Uh, uh, what did it, what did he say? Uh, this I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. That is, Paul loves the Old Testament. And I have a special place for the Old Testament, and I have a special place in my heart for people that love the Old Testament. Why? Well, because I fell in love with God by reading the Old Testament. I just said, well, I'll start at the beginning and started to read, which by nature is the Old Testament. And I, and when I started at the beginning, I wanted to sort of conquer the Bible and, and read it and finish it. And then I found that as I was reading it, the Bible... The point of the Bible is not that I conquer it, that it it conquers me. And as that happened, it mostly started in the Old Testament. And so I started to read less, and I started to read at the speed of of awe. Okay, I love what Paul declares here. So he does admit things, and this is what he confesses. He says, I confess that I worship and I believe and that I hope. So it talks about this force of faith that Paul has. This isn't about riots, and this isn't about uh, who's in charge, and this is not about a, the, the temple. This is about, Paul directs and points to what this is about, that this is about faith. And finally, uh, he says it's about resurrection and resurrection from the dead. So think about this. Abraham Lincoln is going to be or is resurrected from the dead. Attila the Hun, resurrected. Marilyn Monroe, resurrected. Joan of Arc, resurrected. And so the just and the unjust are going to be resurrected. Now, here's the thing. When we say, let's say, okay, Attila the Hun, he's in the unjust category. Well, what about Abraham Lincoln? Well, he's in the unjust category too, even though he's one of the greatest human beings of all time. The problem is, if you look through God's view, that is the view of perfection, nobody makes it. All have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God, except for those that he has justified, for those he has paid the price, for those he has righteously covered their sins. So everybody gets resurrected, and nobody makes it to heaven unless you have the righteousness of Jesus. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for this this, uh, early trial of Paul. I'll see you tomorrow.